Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. I think, okay, like, and again, another one of my guidance counselor moments, the best part about what we all collectively do is that we get to take some of those emotions and some of that hardship and we get to use it. We get to do things with it. We get to put it somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't. No, they they hold it. And they suppress it. Yeah, and we get to give it to people. We get to go, look at this shared experience. They feel like if I just clean the house one more time. Because look at me. Yeah. I'm a wreck. <laughs> and, and while I find that very attractive in you, Moira, I do not like it in myself. <laughs> she only plays that on stage. Sure <laughs> she does. Moira's a method so actor and we all know it. Right? Wreck load. Yeah. That's why I yeah, loved working on uh, Boston Marriage with her. Listen. She played a dominatrix lesbian. I'm not, I'm not that good just because. You know, yeah, I gotta no. go deep, man. Yes. Boston Marriage was. There's nothing. Uh, to me, when I read that script, I just went, how has this play not been done so many times over in this town already? Exactly. I didn't understand. Right. Well, A lesbian know, couple at the turn of the century trying to out scheme each other <laughs> it did it took arabella coming yep, up quiet. it took kath mccallum to pick it and push it and be the artistic director it took moira to say yeah i want to do this that was so funny when arabella came up that woman designed every aspect of that show yes and was in it right and showed up with her young child and did it all i just and was so lovely and fun and fantastic Can man we- what a play Brilliant. And she found funny in it all. Every night, you know, you get up there on stage and it's just going to be a belly full of laughs right. from beginning yeah. to end. We all say laughter is the best either. medicine and it, it's true. Right. Because I've toured, well, Jenny, you were on the road with us yeah. when we did um, So Many Doors, which was a Sour Brides production. Yeah. And that one was, I mean, it was about the death of two infants and the fallout to the parents it was the four parents the two dads and the two moms after a tragic incident and it's how they each go through their process and it was (laughs) we toured that across canada in the dead of winter (laughs) oh my god and it was i think it was a really important play to do and everywhere we went there were people that came up afterward and needed a hug or needed to say thank you you're telling a story that very few people touch on because it's so hard it's so hard um but the key thing i remember with Boston marriage was I just want to do a play that is pure entertainment I want people to get dressed up come to the theater sit in their chair be entertained for a couple of hours and then feel really kind of high on it when they leave at the end of the night 
and I think we totally succeeded with that because oh, we had special so. cocktails at the in at the intermission, and so we were really encouraging people to drink long, yeah. get hammered because yeah. it makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And there was like, and it was super sexy. Like we had lots of sex. There was corsets and beautiful gowns. Oh, I'm aware. And, oh yeah. my god. I'm aware. Right. Yeah. And we're yeah. not going to. We're not going to continue talking about that. <laughs> but, but the corsets? Be kind to me, you two. Don't, don't do this. It was just, it was one of those things where I was just like, it felt like it had all the right ingredients at the right time mm-hmm. to, for whatever reason. I just, I, uh, and that was a play that I also was like, finally, I get to actually wear a corset and a dress and feel beautiful right <laughs> yeah well you know okay so i'm gonna throw this down because i because i i have a, something broken in me but um look man like when we're going through things we're moving through parts of our lives there's all sorts of things we seek and we we're we were talking uh before about like stress eating and yes. um you know but we will always seek comfort we'll always seek distraction we'll always seek a way of not having to face the things that we have to face all day. And those little breaks we get throughout the day where somebody makes you laugh, where you take two hours and you catch a play that just somehow takes you somewhere else. Yes. That is so important because like, would I rather sit down and eat an entire pizza or go and watch something super funny that's going to make me laugh and feel better and take me away? What's healthier for me? What's better for me? Well, obviously, you know? obviously the second one, but also recognizing that I, and I speak from personal experience, the ability to get up and go to mm-hmm. the two hour play, it can be um, a monster mountain. Well, it can be really hard when you're full of pizza and you got to get up <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> When you're so full that you're like, oh, geez, now I got to drive. Yeah, I mean, it it makes it a challenge. Right in the middle of the winter, and you're feeling super low, and maybe you don't. I know that I always, I I curl in on myself. I'm like, I don't want to go out. I don't want anyone to see me. I don't want to have to make small talk. I don't want to put on a fake show when I feel this garbagey about my life or about where I'm at not wreck it even knowing that yeah but when you force yourself to do that you actually are taking a step in the right direction and, and it where, is hard but you are going to feel better right and you're going to feel 10 times better than you will if you stuff that whole pizza in your gut well even if you didn't like the show you might see somebody you needed to see or exactly yeah. let's all be honest there's maybe nothing better than bitching about a bad play. Afterwards. Absolutely. Oh my God. I mean, that is super cathartic. <laughs> I love it. Be. I and love seeing the bad stuff and then tearing it yes. apart. I want to see the best and the worst. Nothing mediocre. <laughs> and yeah. I would I would go see yeah. four plays in a row right now. Three of them horrible. Because I'm not allowed to. That's the thing. Right. This is what I typically do. The choice gets taken away from you, right, Jenny? Yeah, well, Becky's like, what? This is horrible. I'm like, what would we normally be doing? And she's like, this. I'm like, then pretend it's our choice. Oh, my God. If if you only knew the deep, deep dislike of people that I have. I, I like... I, <laughs> <laughs> I hear ya. I like I like friends, but yeah. I don't necessarily like humanity, <laughs> and I don't I don't crave mingling in it. But I know I have to. You know, it's one of those things where 
I think in order to be creative, I need a lot of downtime. Well, there's that too. And I just mm-hmm. need to, I just need time to be in my own space, in my own. If head. I have to find the funny, you have totally. to give me time. Yeah, I, I'd rather well, be on the, a stage than in, in the crowd. The, you know, I I th- Dan, like you put out so much in any given work day. Okay, so I, I I am taking gas X now, and I'm trying to clear <laughs> that up, Moira. I thought we weren't going to bring it up. <laughs> And I prefer to call it off-gassing. <laughs> Decompressing. <laughs> the doctor said it's a condition. Do, like, I, I, and I feel, and I, I can only speak for myself, but as I've gotten older, I need more of the down to balance the, uh, the, the, the social requirements. I'm, I'm less capable now in larger crowds. Yeah. Like I don't float through a crowd the way I used to be able to. Not that I ever floated. Let's be clear. I have never been a floater. I don't float. I kind of tromp along. But you were very social with lots of people. Yeah. I call myself a social (laughs) panda bear. You know what? I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this because like us as white people and us as people that are getting a bit older, I actually think it's really, really important for us to get out of the way sometimes, you yeah, know, and to and to just like I really agree to let younger people step in to yet to let younger people have those experiences. It's time for us to stand behind people and lift them, and that's part about getting mm-hmm. older. We we stop standing at the front of the stage. And we start standing at the back, and and uh, it's an important place to be because we are making room for other people to have some of the experiences that have made our lives so beautiful. But that also means we I need to show up. Yeah, you have to I show completely up. agree with you until I get cast in some brilliant role again. And then I'll say, like, fuck that noise. I'm taking the spotlight again. You need some Bye. elder wisdom for the yeah. show. Here I am. Exactly. I brought you know, my friend. Is there a kissing scene? Okay. I've, yes, I've, asked you, I've asked you not to do this. <laughs> Don't make me write a play. She said kissing, Dan. Oh, my God. I will write a play. Dare you to. I will write. I'm writing it right now in my head. Write a play. I'm writing a play. Did you know that I went topless in a play in the Yukon? Stop it. I believe yeah. I do remember that. I'm very excited. I, it was, and this is the crazy thing. It wasn't oh. at the Guild. It was at the, the Art Center. Center. Okay, so yeah. it was like a big audience. And the play was Snowman. It's a Canadian playwright. Craig, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Snowman was the name of the play. The actors were all imported, except for me. They'd all been brought in from Toronto. And the guy that I had this scene with, another scene where I don't, he takes, he strips me on stage. He strips me right down. Um, Duncan Olorenshaw, and he is, I, I didn't know this. I was recently watching because of COVID. I've ended up watching more than I've ever watched in my life on the old Netflix thing. Do you guys ever see Hell on Wheels? Yes. He's the Irish, anyway, he's, He's the Irish guy in it. Okay. In the first few seasons, who get marries and has a baby with someone. Anyway, he 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 dies off at some point, but he's that's the actor, right. and he had come from, uh, what's the big not Shaw? What's the other one? What's the Shakespeare company in Ontario? 
Shaw and Stratford. Stratford. I think he'd been at Stratford for a while. Okay. And I remember feeling really nervous about it because I felt like I was the weak link mm-hmm. because everyone else had been imported. And I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to, well, oh my God, the pressure, the pressure. But turns out he was, <laughs> and maybe still is, he was a chain smoker. Okay. And um, sucked back the cigarettes every break we had. And the smell made me... And I'm pretty, like, whatever. I'm, right. I'm cool. Hang around with smoking friends. I don't care. I don't, I'm not bothered by it. But there is a but power I smoker could... smell. Oh, mm. my God. It just, it hit my gag reflex. <laughs> and every time we had to get close for the scene, I was like, oh, oh, God. He's going to put his hands all over me. Oh, my God. His hands are going on all my clothes that I'm going to have to put back on. And then I'm going to stink, too. Anyway, made me feel like the I just it leveled the playing field a little bit for me because I had something else to think about. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna thank you for the way you ended that story because I've been quiet this whole time because I've been breathing into a paper bag. <laughs> so thank you for letting me get the paper bag off my face and yeah. turning that story so around glad. for me. Because yeah. I was yeah, yeah. I was struggling. It was. Well. I've never seen that show. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it. I don't want to talk were about you it. Were you rushing Anyway, I, all to say, my whole body it was fine, and I kind of figured I was like, well, Yukon's pretty small town, but you know, people are cool. It's going to be okay. Whatever. It's just a body. It's a body. It's yeah. a body. Yeah. But there was. It didn't. It it happened not too long after I went to the bar, and there was a bartender. Or someone was like, hey. I saw your tits and that was that was like oh man that was exactly what I didn't that was kind of like my greatest fear from the whole thing yeah but you're in the and then it happened and then I realized oh well whatever who cares you're in the Yukon at least you did it on stage I know many Yukoners you could say that to that don't act yeah exactly and I mean and you know and also it's one of those situations too it's like you see my tits and I can see that you're a dick Yeah, Fucking a little asshole. bit. Yeah, because like, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've I've been working in the visual arts a long time, and I ran a life drawing class for eight years. Yeah. And the first show I did was entirely body casts. Like when I was seventeen years old, I did a show of thirty-five body casts. So I mean, since I was seventeen, I've been actually working with. You've bodies. been working with nude people, yeah, right? And and I mean, and I have to say, like, okay. Speaking of corsets, speaking of that kind of thing, I took a whole bunch of photos for a burlesque company. They were like, we need posters. Can you take pictures of us in costume and uh, do some posters for us? And I said, yeah, of course. And it was fun. We went to some cool locations and, and like that. And then, But I mean, anyone that's ever had photos taken with me knows that I take 700 photos. And that's not an exaggeration. Right. And then I... Just edit. I just go through and mm-hmm. I edit, and I'll take those 700 photos quite literally down to six. I'll just go through and just toss yep. hundreds of them out at a time. And um, I was in the process of doing that for this burlesque company, and I've been exposed to people's bodies for so long that I actually had to check myself a little bit because I was, like, on the couch, and I I went, ugh. And Sarah was like, what's up? Are you okay? And I was just like, oh, I've just like been editing these pictures for so long. 
And I was like, I just find it so tedious. <laughs> and so I was like, what are you editing? And she came over and she looked at them and she was like, you've been staring at women in pasties and corsets for two hours and you're complaining about it? And I was yeah. just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, my life All has right. gotten a little bit funny. Well, it happens though. I did, yeah. I did the same just, with Boston Marriage. They wanted some burlesque. Yeah, because Jenny, yeah. you did. You took all the photos for that. Great wall. poster, by the way. The poster of the right. bike. That one that was, was a different photographer. Oh, that, yeah, that was Kathy Archibald. That, oh, that's embarrassing. I think that was Kathy Archibald. <laughs> it was. That was okay, a brilliant well, shot. I'm just gonna stop talking. No, the again. one. Where's my bag? <laughs> But I, I too, that, went through 3,000 photos because you want to get, you need it properly lit. You want, yeah. you're looking at shapes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. people were like, oh, it must have been so much fun. Thank God Moira was there. Thank God Arabella, Arabella directed it. Moira, I'm like, could you just hold this light? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, okay. Yep. You know, and it's yep. just straight through the lens. It's just work. And, and that's the thing is like, so being yeah. on stage and taking your, your clothes off on stage, for everybody standing on stage, that's work. Yeah, you're just at yeah. you're just at work, and when, the thing that made it you, because I had modeled. I used to model uh, for the life drawing class. John, now I'm forgetting his last name, used to run a life drawing class here with Michelle Melvin. Yeah, I remember that. And it was yeah. at the Mad School, and so I would go whenever they needed someone to fill in, and would it was like whatever two hours, three hour class once a week. Um, but then with the play, it actually was so much easier because. It's not me. I'm playing a character. It's a role in a scene that we've yeah. memorized and rehearsed and practiced. And so it's not, um, it's very different. If you ask me to get up on stage and take my clothes off in front of 400 people in the art center, I would struggle to do that. But inside the context of a play, it was, um, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. And I mean, and if you're like, if you're doing your job well, the folks in the audience one always are, hopes they yeah, are. which you hope you are. The folks in the audience are going to have a reaction to that. You want them to have a reaction to that. You want them to to get what you're you're conveying with your character. And so, I mean, you're going to have people that are going to be like, "I saw your tits," because for them, <laughs> for them, yeah. like what they were watching and what you were doing are two different things. Exactly, right? two different things. Exactly. And that just means you did your they job had well. To do it. Yeah, right. It means you did your job well, and I mean, like. Does that mean that that guy wasn't a misogynistic fuckhead? No, it does not. It means he was exactly that. But anyway, you know. Um, but no, and I mean, like, that was inappropriate of, of them, and which is why in a life drawing class that will never happen because everybody yeah. is there working. For the work. Yeah. Right. You know. It's, it's a job. It's a, yeah. it's a job because, it, well, it's a training ground or whatever. Everyone who's there is there for... A purpose, yes, and that exactly. is to improve their drawing skills. Yeah, and, and life drawing, like and the life model modeling. is hired to help them. So, and, right. so if I take a life drawing class as a student, yes, do you think that I will just draw nudes like a six-year-old? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and, there, and there's room for that. There's totally room <laughs> for that. I'm look, I'm super mercenary with that stuff. Like, I've I did life drawing twice a week for more than eight years and uh do you know how many drawings i have from it none right none i threw them all out i was like i'm not keeping practice you don't record yourself playing scales no you know what i mean right i was just like no it's you know i'm I'm not i'm there to work and i like yeah i just tossed it out 
I, like if it was particularly good or if I'd done something really interesting, I'd keep it. Right. But I would keep it until I didn't need to see it anymore. Until you learned it. Yeah, until it was in my head and it was part of my hand and I could do it, right? No, I mean, like, but people get squeamish with that stuff. They're like, I saw a boob. And it's like, settle down. We've all seen boobs. They've all come, you know, like, yeah, like, how do you think you got here? Like, where do you, we all have bodies. Chill right. out. Well, we don't talk about bodies enough. I don't, oh, and we should. Yep. We and, should. Well, you and I talk too much about them, but but as a, as, a, as a society, that and death, we don't talk about those two things. It's okay. too squeamish. I'm, I'm going to tell you a strange moment when I was 17 years old mm-hmm. at the Guild Hall. Mm-hmm. Because as some folks okay. know, I lived in the Guild Hall briefly when I was a teenager. And uh, I lived in the prop shack behind the guild hall during the winter. And in the summer, when the, when the production season was slower, I, uh, w- I went in and I was living in the building. So the kitchen was my kitchen. Yeah. And the bathroom in the green room was my bathroom. <laughs> was your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, That's like disgusting. legitimately. <laughs> and I straight out went into the prop shack and I hauled in couches and I, you know. Yeah. And I was like yeah. living in the guild. There was I was playing in the costume rooms, and I found suits of armor in there. Anyway, that's not the story. The story is that's where I produced the art show that got me into Emily Carr. And uh, the show that, that I the show that I was producing there. Well, they used to have a, ro- a rotating stage. Yes. And so I could set three sculptures up on the stage at once, work on one, have my station set up, work on one rotate it to the next sculpture as that one was drying or setting and it was great it was a brilliant place to work i was i feel super fortunate but i had this moment where i was standing there i was staring at a sculpture somebody said something to me and kind of took me out of my head you know when you're really focused and you're just really in your head and you're really in the zone somebody said something to me and it was like someone snapping their fingers i stopped for a second i got on my head and i turned around and I had this moment where I realized there was about 12 people in the room, all in various states of undress. Right. Because I'd been casting them. Right. And so there was just nude teenagers right. all over the guild hall, which how fucking great were my friends. Right. Yes. Oh, my God. So great. Right. Because they're all there to help me. Yeah. I wasn't paying them. I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like. They were all there to help yeah. me because I asked for help. Right. And they all showed up and they were all standing there. And I had this moment where I looked around and saw 12 teenagers talking and drinking coffee and doing that kind of thing. And I was the only person in the room that had all their clothes on. And I just remember thinking, I just remember thinking how incredible it was. Right. I was like, this is so great. And it was so beautiful to see that many people so comfortable yes and so okay and i was just like that's actually what we need yeah we need the world to feel like this that it can be like that because it can be like that and if we could pull that shit off when i was 17 years old people (laughs) drop some of your crap settle the fuck down and get okay with each other because it makes it the world a lot nicer Mm -hmm. i felt so good that day it was such a great experience and everybody was in there, and we all just felt so solid. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Guild. Guild. 
Hi, Chuck. It's a pretty special spot. It can be, absolutely. Until the ghost comes out and fucks your shit up, <laughs> and you got to run screaming out of the place because you didn't drink enough to fall asleep that night. Uh, we all experience <laughs> the ghost differently. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> well, Moira, we should be tuning out. Thank you for calling in. Thank you I so much. I I am I can't thank you guys enough. What a blast. Well, you know. Well, hopefully we can do it in person again. We, you were, we're also in the middle of a pandemic, and we were talking about you because we're thinking about you. It was really great to hear your voice. Absolutely. I told you I don't believe. I have an excuse to chat, uh, like old-fashioned telephone chat. Absolutely. I, I really dig it. Right? I'm really digging it. You know yeah. what? It doesn't make you wish you still had that super long cord that you could go yes. in the next room and close the door Move so your parents would bug room. you? Yes. Yeah. And it gets all line. tangled and you wrap it around your finger and you just sit there for hours. And then you unravel it. it for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going to go. This has been another episode of The Horse. Of The Horse. Thank you, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others. This was a Brain Freeze podcast.